Hey everyone, you're listening to Is, Is It That, that Deep though? though? Hi everybody, I'm Joy. I live in Austin. I'm a best friend. I'm a pet owner. I'm uh, almost 30. If I ever get uh, brought up on tweets on oh anything, I have honestly, if somebody said this you or but look what you said here, I would probably say, oh yeah, that was me. I was wrong. <laughs> Why doesn't anybody just say that? Huh? What? I have not heard the word simple plan in like 11 years, I'm sure. Yo, they were lit. And I'm Cynthia. I am a PhD candidate in clinical psychology and I'm in my last year. I'll just say one thing. I remember in 2018, I tweeted, the baby deserves to be tall. I had to go and delete that tweet because I cannot have that tied to my legacy that I was on the wrong side of history. If you like shake a bottle of Coke, and then you untwist it and it explodes, right? Everything will come out, but it's going to dissipate eventually. It's not gonna to continue to explode like that for the rest of time. Emotions are like that too. So you should feel them and then just kind of let them pass through you. I don't even know, can I even say it? It's like, yeah, you know, I got her <laughs> Hey everybody, you are listening to episode 10 of Is It That Deep Though? With Joy. And Cynthia. Hey, Cynthia, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Great. We can just go right into your week and cut the bullshit where we're like, wow. <laughs> I know. At this point, so my episode 10, like, we're, we're doing this. Yeah, let's just go. <laughs> let's just get into it. So how was my week? Um, my week has been okay. Um, pretty busy. I started a new rotation at the hospital that, my, that I'm at, and... I'm working primarily with uh, kids who are in the inpatient unit. So a lot of severe mental illness. Um, and it's kind of, it's very sobering. It's like really great experience and I'm learning a lot, but it's just very sobering, you know, to see kids who have, you know, gone through really hard and painful things and end up in the psych hospital. So um, on the flip side though, these kids, when they're there and they're all together, um, they are having fun. It's like they're at camp because they're like, you know, together and they do all these different groups and activities and stuff like that and when one of them has to go home they're like oh so and so's leaving like they all say goodbye to them so it's good to see that type of like resilience and camaraderie with all the kids in the unit so are you doing group therapy or one-on-one therapy both so i do groups and i do one-on-one with kids do you ever just, I just feel so tired whenever I hear you talk about work and feel like a new <laughs> yeah. rotation for you has got to be exhausting. Exhausting. And this one's in person in the hospital. So I have to be there about like 745, um, eight. And then I leave, I leave at four, 430, which is great. So it's not like mm-hmm. super bad. Um, I will say though, that one of the things that was really cool to see are not cool, but just kind of like humanized everything for me is that I started doing a group with kids. And on Friday, we did the group where we teach them about behavioral activation. And basically they just talk about their feelings. And if they feel low, we teach them like, you know, if you do things to like activate yourself, you feel better. And I was, we were handing out the worksheet for them to look on and have like a bunch of different um, pleasant activities that you could do to feel better. And then the icon for it was like a woman who was gardening and this woman was like very in the picture like voluptuous which I think is very <laughs> fitting for our topic so she was just like very like wow and like as I was putting out the handout I was like this woman looks like it's like she's giving a lot but I was like this is for children like no one's gonna think of anything of it as soon as I pass it down the first kid is like dang why is she so thick like she's so <laughs> thick in this thing and then all the other kids were like yeah why is she thick and my supervisor the psychologist was like oh I don't know what, I mean, she's just gardening, but in my head, I was like, I knew exactly what they're saying. And this woman was thick for no reason on this handout that was designed for kids. Like if I had a picture of it, I would show it. I would probably find a picture. (laughs) Was she built like, uh, she was built like Mrs. Incredible. She was, she was, and she was bending down. So that kind of like accentuated more of her boom. And I was like, this is, this is incredible. So (laughs) (laughs) no, no wonder. No wonder. So that's what the kids on the unit are thinking about. How um, do you make sure that you don't take your work home with you? Like when you're hearing these traumatic stories, I don't know how traumatic they get. Like, do they feel comfortable in group to open up to that level? And then how do you make sure that you're not taking it home with you? Yeah, I think for the first question, um, for the for the teenagers, not really, unless they're like, some of them are, because of what they've experienced, they overshare or they don't have 
appropriate boundaries so they share everything with the group Mm. some kids don't but like outside of group they're with each other in the milieu they're with each other during all the activities so they talk amongst each other and they'll be like what are you here for and they'll share um but when i talk with them one-on-one they're more open to share because some of them have been in therapy for a long time like this isn't the first time that they've had like an a serious you know safety risk that then that they ended up there and one thing that we've talked about a lot is trauma stewardship or like trying to like make sure to tr- steward yourself when you are dealing with kids who are people who've experienced these hard things, like, you know, having a hard cutoff, knowing that like, you know, you have to take care of yourself and when to turn things off and turn things on when needed. So that's been helpful a little bit. That's good. Mm-hmm. My week. Okay. Is that all for your week? It I feel is. like you have more of a life than just, you know, work I therapy know. Oh, you're right. and then occasionally you'll mention your family <laughs> and then you know you do your self-care of running did you run it all this week or I did I ran a little bit so oh my freaking apple wash busted so that's upsetting first of all problem but like the face <laughs> of it like fell off and I was just like uh, uh, okay no I get freaked out when expensive things break too yes. especially when it's like ah shit I think I'm just gonna have to buy another one yeah. I know <laughs> And I was like, okay, uh, let me go take to that you break I fix man or whatever. So I took it to the oh, OMG. <laughs> and the man was like, yeah, we're just going to glue it down and then come back in an hour. The glue will dry and then you'll have your watch back. I was like, bet. So I went and did stuff, came back in an hour and he literally glued it down and was like, it should be good to go. And it was working. So I put it back on and then I was going about my business and then this thing started sliding off again. I was like, wow. And the dude was like, yeah, if we're going to go and get it fixed properly, it'll cost like almost as much as the watch. So I just mm-hmm. put like a case, a protector on top of it, just like seal it together. And it'd been sealed well for the last like month or so. And then it finally just stopped working. Mm. I, was like, I prolonged it as much as I could. You so, know what? You know, you, what is that laugh now? Cry later. What are those cliches? I'm here for a good time. Not a long, not time. A long time. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> Series 18 is probably out. And that's why I was like, Ugh. yeah, because when shit like that breaks, I'm like, oh, I don't think I'm getting another one. <laughs> It's so, and you know, what is the bane of the thing? The reason why it's like, obviously I can't get another one, but I've just not been good with money. Like same, same. That's a good segue into my week. So I, we talked about seasonal affective disorder when we talked about Jojo and stuff. And I realized um, that had not hit yet. And it's hit now because (laughs) when the, when the sun is out of the sky and it's gray anyways, when you wake up, when you go outside, it's gray. I, can get either really good lighting in my apartment or when it's dark outside, horrible lighting where I can feel it inside. Yes. There have been several days this week, if not every single day, minus Thursday when I went home to visit my family mm-hmm. and Friday when I was with my family, um, that I literally clocked out of work and just went straight to bed. It's been a, a lot of that just because just no energy and just mm-hmm. kind of letting myself feel bad for myself. Conversely with that, though, when I get too much of that in a row, I actively try to combat depression and bad vibes. I will treat myself because I'm the type of person who's like, I'm not going to wait for someone to come along and treat me. Yeah. I'm not going to wait for someone to make plans with me. And I don't need to make plans with anybody else. I can do everything myself. I definitely have spent a lot of money. I bought some expensive um, wigs <laughs> this week. How expensive, Joy? Well, I won't say prices, but <laughs> I mean, it's like a segue. There's a part of your adult life where you realize what you thought was expensive. It's just like the actual price you should be paying. Exactly. So that's, that's what you should. Yeah. yeah. That's why I'm not going to say no numbers. Because <laughs> if I say the number, somebody's going to listen and be like, bitch, you wasn't spending this much money before. Like, how much was you spending? So, <laughs> but anyways, just spending money to treat myself, to make myself feel better, to make myself look in the mirror and be like you a bad bitch anyways today i like got my nails done got a pedicure took myself out to eat around five you know just doing things i was watching my niece (laughs) while i was visiting uh, my family she's adorable she's the whole reason i basically went back oh that guttural sound i'm gonna have to cut it out somehow (laughs) but like she was the, the reason i went back she's almost two i haven't seen her in like six months which is a good chunk of her life but let me tell you when i when it was finally like my day to just watch her for the whole day i was like i don't want no damn kids like i do not want no damn kids they are so 
like they had me watch her we went to sleep together she wouldn't sleep she's tossing and turning snoring real loud so i don't really get any sleep then the Mm -hmm. next morning i'm still watching her she didn't want to take a nap i tried to order food she was supposed to be napping she came out crying so now I look like Bebe's kids carrying this like <laughs> half naked child, like trying to collect my Chick-fil-A from the delivery man. <laughs> like, <laughs> she wouldn't even let me eat it without crying. I was like, I don't want no damn kids. <laughs> like, this is too merch. Like, I don't I don't like I like to do what I want when I want. And I like having cats because like I left them. I left these kitties for three days by themselves. And mm-hmm. when I came home, they were fine. You can't do that with kids. So I just rest my case on that. <laughs> Does she still, but she recognizes you as like, that's my auntie. We can have fun. We can do all these things together. I don't know. Cause when like... I, when I first got there, she didn't remember me. <laughs> no, oh, it took, it took her, it took her some time. It yeah. took her some time. Um, and then, you know, she loves people in general. And she also, to be fair, when she first saw me, she had just gotten up from a nap. So maybe she was like, oh, who is, who is anybody but um yeah no she was excited by me she really likes me i I do think that she knows i'm her aunt of course but yeah she's just so excitable she's she's a cute girl like you know great little baby like she's very fun and she loves to giggle and laugh and run around but the energy i don't have it yes my my sister's like raised her to expect certain things like you got to put her on your back for her to fall oh, asleep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, hell no. Yeah. I'm like, what? I don't have the strength for this. I don't do, uh, I don't lift in the gym. I just do cardio. I know. Same. Yikes. <laughs> so I'm like, after two minutes, I'm like, okay, you got to go to sleep now because I can't. And so she, that's why she didn't nap because I didn't do her little put her on my back thing. And oh, and wrapper with wrapper. Yeah. I, I got to be more fair to my sister. Cause I was like, when my sister was doing it uh, later, another day, I was like, you're making it hard to watch her. <laughs> she expects this now, but my, my, I get being a parent. It's like, if you find a trick, you just stick with it mm-hmm. for as long as you can. It's just too tiring. But yeah, that was my week. Just trying to be there for myself, but also just being in bed a lot and then mm-hmm. being with my family. <laughs> That's so nice that you got a chance to go home, though. Was that like a spur of the moment type thing or just like, I need to see Miss Baby? The guilt finally won out <laughs> because <laughs> I was supposed to go. Um, oh, yeah. My car accident back in July just slowed everything down for months. Yeah. And then I was supposed to go. Um, but then right when I was going to go, another car opportunity, you know, appeared. So like, yeah. couldn't go because I had to like get the car situated then reeling from paying for the new car and then you know new york trip all of this stuff also i think when you're dating someone you just kind of anyways yeah yeah we don't need to get into that but i I see you i hear you there's some good stuff to talk about this week yes and one of the things is a major callback to our bonus episode that joy and her cousin did if y'all haven't listened to it please do i listened to it when i was driving home and i was like dang there's so much about this whole after um astral world situation and i just wanted to kind of like touch up on that a little bit because i didn't get a chance to talk about it in full with joy um right we what- haven't even talked about it yet yeah, yeah. we haven't we just, we just like, texted, texted a little bit about it yeah yeah no everybody should definitely i will actually stand 10 toes down on that episode and tell you guys i know you love our full episodes and you get both of us and you know we're talking about ourselves that astro world episode is important it's good yeah it's very important and mm-hmm. i can stand by everything i said um because i i went off of the testimonies of the facts mm-hmm. of the event you know nothing i said was really just fueled by my feelings or emotions or loyalties wow. to anybody so i feel like everything that i said still holds up except in this case now there are nine deaths mm-hmm. instead of eight yeah and i was watching like some like youtube videos of people who do commentary who were talking about it and i was like oh my gosh joy spoke way better than some of these people because it was just <laughs> A bunch of like either conjectures or just about like oh, this was all demonic which i mean um, that's either here or there I yo i i see i you know we we end up consuming the media that we agree with <laughs> <laughs> so i do feel like that had that experience had to feel demonic this whole mm-hmm. see you on the other side shit mm-hmm. his vibey music you can't breathe mm-hmm. people are crowded all over you people are screaming for help that sounds like 
hell to me. That literally yeah. sounds like hell. It's scary. It's scary. And like, what's wild was that like, I mean, now at the time when y'all recorded the episode, there wasn't up to, I don't even think there was up to 10 lawsuits. Now there's over a hundred. Oh, dude. That have been like, filed for some sure. of them have like, some of them have over a hundred plus plaintiffs. Oh my gosh. The one that I spoke on at the time that I was aware of was the one by Tony Busby's uh, law firm. And they, he said he was representing 35 plaintiffs, mm. plus the family of Alex Acosta Avila, the 21-year-old or one of the 21-year-olds who had passed. Mm. But now everybody's, not everybody. Some people, a lot of people are on the news. I've seen so many different teens, high no. school kids on the news. And I can't tell if they've lawyered up or if they're just trying to bait lawyers or if mm. they, you know, just... Are willing to share their story because the news stations have reached out to them but like i just ugh, i i implore anybody who is just talking about it in that conjecture style of well i don't think i don't know i mean who can tell i don't think travis heard anything i don't think he could see anything i don't know whose fault it is i mean it's just poor planning and the people who really just want to blame the crowd right just please this is important like this is not some pop culture debate where we're just going to go back and forth and, and leave the situation and be like, well, it's up to you. Like, you can think however you want. That's fine. Like, this is lives. We're lost. Exactly. In the most horrendous way. Like, this is serious. I think we all kind of owe it. If you're going to pay attention to the story at all and have any feelings on it, you owe it to the victims, mm -hmm. to the deceased, to actually try to learn what actually went on. Listen yes. to the TikToks, the YouTube videos, the news interviews of the people who were there yes. and what they experienced and how yes. they felt. Like, look at that mm -hmm. before you just go, I don't think anything. It's the crowd. Yeah, the crowd. Some people in the crowd were evil that night. That is for sure. But I feel like Travis invites that spirit, like his idea yes. of being a rager. He's has a history of being an asshole. Like he has literally told crowds to fuck up a teenager because the teenager tried to steal his shoe. He's like come at photographers who are working on stage with him, cursing them out. Like he has done things. <laughs> that manager who said, dude, I had a seizure. <laughs> and he like left the room. He's not the most he's not a caring guy. He's not the kind of guy that I picture on stage would be like. People are falling out. Let me pause, but actually right. stop the music. Let me make sure they're carried out. And once they're carried out, be like, so they're good, right? Are they mm -hmm. okay? Cool. Wait, there's an ambulance. Everybody back up from the ambulance. Let it get out. Let it do what it needs to do. And then we can continue. He's not that kind of guy. Mm -hmm. He's the kind of guy who's like, hey, don't, don't stop. Keep the music going. Let me hum and sing while I'm watching people get carried out because this is still my show. Right. All I care about is that I'm going to finish my set. That's the kind of guy he is. So whether I don't mean to ramble because I've no. already talked about this, no, you know, a lot. I definitely want to hear. I definitely want to hear what you think, Cynthia. But I just feel like there to me, I feel like there's a legal responsibility on his part. We'll see how it plays out. I won't be surprised how it comes out in court either way. But even more than that, there was a moral responsibility mm -hmm. there, a moral responsibility where you don't get to just say blanket statement i don't think travis knew what was going on there's just too much video evidence and firsthand witness mm -hmm. <laughs> witnesses who are like we were 15 15 feet away from him screaming help right. like if the music stopped you could hear people screaming help help mm -hmm. stop the show and it's like he didn't hear us it's like he wasn't trying to hear us and he wouldn't let the music stop for long enough to even try to take into account wait, am I hearing the same phrase over and over? It's like he just kept going because he just had a mission to do his show. It was all about him. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, just go. Sorry, no, I'm just no, overwhelmed. It's okay. No, because we haven't had a chance to talk about it like fully. And I feel, well, two things. One, I feel like with that, I don't know. I wonder, I just really, I don't want to go and like look out and search for this. For someone who's a huge advocate and like, well, Travis Scott doesn't deserve to have any responsibility in this because, you know, he didn't, like it wasn't his fault. So he shouldn't be holding the blame. It's like, I want to know what are some of the reasons why you think that? Because everything that we've, that you just mentioned and everything that y'all mm -hmm. mentioned on the episode, just don't point to that type of logic. And even like, okay, let's say that he was on stage and he couldn't hear what was going on or he had no idea. He couldn't see the ambulance that was driving through the crowd or anything like that. 
Like I can see that he did notice it, but he didn't want to call attention to it because that would be a failure on his part. That would be acknowledging Mm -hmm. the fact that he went too far or somebody got hurt and that there was something wrong with this immaculate show that he has put on. And like, he doesn't seem like the type of person who wants to be able to admit that or come to terms with that. So as opposed to doing that, it's just like continue to let things go. I also saw somebody talk about how it's like, well, you know, with everything going on, like, you know, first the baby, now Travis Scott. And it's like comparing oh the two situations. God. It's like, first of all, they are not the same. When I saw that tweet, I was like, this world we're living in is calamity. Like, yeah, uh... there's just like not the same situation, like not the same situation, Yo. both wrong. But just like to be like, well, you know, they're, they treated the baby more like worse than they're treat- treating Travis. And it's like. I don't know. I just, I, anybody I've seen standing up for Travis, because Nicole, uh, my cousin who was in that, the Astro World bonus episode with me, she's like sent me texts, screenshots Mm. of texts with her Travis Scott friends Mm. who are fans, fans of his, Mm. who are like, well, how is he supposed to know? And people pass out at concerts any, all the time anyway. How is he supposed to know? And is it his fault there wasn't enough security? Is it his fault that it's like, Yo, you guys will go out of your way so to defend hard. a millionaire who would not even sneeze in your direction. Absolutely. You and you're doing it for guy. free. Exactly. You're, you're doing this shit for free. He's going to be fine. Right. I think we all can agree he is not going to suffer a loss. If anything, for the most part, we're feeling like insurance because they're not suing Travis Scott personally, the person. Right. They're suing Travis Scott, the business. So whatever insurance he has on that per- on that business that he is will probably cover it. He's not going to be actually emptying his bank accounts to pay for this. Right. I, I, it, so it, he's going to be he's just and I feel like even more people are going for Life Nation because that's the billion dollar corporation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's his name on the, the lawsuits. Right. Like because Life Nation will pay it out. They will. They have the money to pay yeah. it out. So he's he's going to be fine no matter what, whether he's found responsible or not. Yet you're going out of your way to be like his bulldogs when people died. Like you right. weren't there. These aren't people who are defending him after watching clip after clip, after watching right. people who survived break down in tears. Right. Reliving it after watching the family members cry. Barty Shahani's family. I saw their mm-hmm. their the stream of their press conference. And let me yeah. tell you, I cried. I could because watch that. I saw that. It's it's too much. These are real people. She was 22. These are Hi. these are people who like, can you imagine being 22? This was her first concert. Oh my gosh. As well. You know? And so she went with her sister and her cousin and she's the one who didn't make it back. Oh. Apparently there's she's the one who there's video floating around. Houston police dropping her on her head from the that gurney. That's her. That's her. Oh my god. That's gosh. the last video anybody has seen of her. Like, you don't understand cuz you're not trying to understand right. the, the the weight of the situation. And so for you to think that the performer who had the mic Mhm who when you are on stage, you can see things. Mm-hmm. He, Travis Scott pointed out a dude in a tree how many feet back, but he mm-hmm. can't see people 15 feet in front of him. At a point, he's on a platform above right. everybody. He can't see people saying anything. He, when, he won't let the music stop long enough to acknowledge, hey, there might be something people are actively saying. Right. He's probably just thinking, oh, they're just cheering for me. And it's like, no, they're screaming out, but you're, you're not even stopping to listen. Like, you're not stopping to listen. And I like you have an earpiece. Like I read this thing where it's like every performer at these major concerts mm-hmm. yeah. has an earpiece that's linked to the, the producer right. of the show and their manager. I don't know. Someone who's feeding them information about what the fuck's going right. on. And I right. cannot imagine if Houston PD said, by 9 30 whatever it was that this is a mass casualty event mm-hmm. that information must have gotten to the higher ups who are heading that whole thing and that mm-hmm. information must have gotten to travis before 10 o'clock and i don't know why it took until 10 15 or whatever right for them to finally end the show i i can't speak to because obviously the the two people that everybody should be looking at the most as to why this horrible thing kept going on for as long as it did The festival director and the Mm -hmm. executive producer are the two people who had the quote unquote authority to stop the show. Mm -hmm. I would feel like if the police declared a mass casualty event at 938 or 930, Mm -hmm. that those two people would have been immediately alerted about this. Exactly. I'm I'm wondering if there was a disconnect to Travis. If they Mm -hmm. if somebody who cared more about their their deal with Apple Music and the Mm -hmm. fact that it was a stream, that it was a live show, if somebody was like, let's not get this to him because we want 
to continue. We we need at least a certain amount of footage mm. or we lose even more. Maybe something like that happened. Maybe some people are, you know, guessing that at some point there were two people who came on stage. Travis said, uh, uh-uh, all that, all that, all that. And no, well, we, we don't know what was said. That's right. all of that stuff. The timeline, who told who what, when people heard things. That's what we're going to find out as the lawyers complete, you know, as they're deposing people, they're doing discovery. They're going to be asking everybody questions. That is what I'm, I'm interested in the most finding yes. out when people knew what, because mm-hmm. what I've heard from people who were there is that he did goosebumps and abruptly like ended the show. Mm-hmm. Some people are saying he did the full set. Some people are saying it seemed like he stopped when he knew. I'm not sure what the truth is there, but mm. I think one thing that I, I I think has been confirmed is that he did go to the after party at Dave yeah. & Buster's that oh, Drake hosted after. Yeah. And I I struggle to see how I know they declare it a mass casualty event at 9.30, 9.38. You get off the stage at 10, 10, 10, 15. Right. You go backstage and, and nobody is aware that this was a mass casualty event. Right. So let's say it still hadn't gotten back backstage. Your team still doesn't know. Nobody, your phone hasn't been ringing. It hasn't been going off. Right. Okay, let's say that like you had no service because people said on the campgrounds there was no service. So mm-hmm. let's say nobody had service. Nobody got any calls. Or maybe mm-hmm. let's just say he's not the kind of guy who checks his phone like that. Mm-hmm. You, after seeing an ambulance, people carried out. You didn't have any questions. Right. No questions on, hey, that ambulance is that good like i saw some crazy shit regardless of if you feel like people pass out at festivals all the time he didn't have any questions about people being like literally paramedics performing cpr 15 feet from him ambulance stuck in the crowd he had no questions (laughs) and on top of that he exits out of the venue whether he had to get in a car and they drove him out another way or he was hopped in a helicopter to get out he didn't right. see any police he didn't see I a know. bunch of ambulances and police he didn't see anything on his way out nothing it was just quiet as shit just normal night that he again had no further questions to right. where he made it i don't even know if he would have gone straight from the venue to dave and busters or if he would have gone to his home in houston or to a nearby hotel or what but like so he made it all the way to dave and busters right and at that point when after he got there and had been there that's when he found out i just don't believe it it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense it just doesn't make sense i think that information i can't imagine anyone withholding the information from him because he's a grown man and an artist and a business and that doesn't make sense for him not to know i just like nothing of it makes sense because like you would think i mean i don't know unless he just has no service and unless or unless they're like, we don't need to tell him about this just yet. I don't even, that doesn't even make sense. Like literally just grasping at straws, trying to figure out how he wouldn't know. All right. I can think of is that the very least, the least amount of fault you could put on him is that he just didn't fucking want to know. And you know, the sad thing is I know there are people out there who are like, and that's his fault. So he's, uh, he's supposed to, he's supposed to check on people. Like he's not like a healthcare professional. What was he going to do? What? Even if he knew, like, that's why I'm like, Lord, send the flood, send the flood. There is just as like, I saw a commentator was talking about like, this is a classic example of what is like, you know, some of the reasons why we're still like in this pandemic, right? People just don't care about other people. I'm not saying that these are apples and oranges, but like, I would be so. Rem- it's the same thing in my it, head. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's giving the same type of energy. Also, he has his pregnant, you know, partner, whatever, and his child, right? The child was at the concert, too. So Mm -hmm. any indication that there was something that was going on that wasn't safe that was happening, I would assure, I mean, if he's a father and a part, whatever, he would be like, where's my child? Exactly. Where's where's Kylie? Where's Stormy? Are they safe? Because VIP was escorted out early. Yes. So obviously he knew. Because there would be no way that his daughter and his, you know, his girlfriend and her pregnant self would leave and he just not know what was going on. I mean, but again, it's like, is he just that kind of guy where like maybe again, if there's no service, I mean, did Kylie try to reach him after being escorted out and she couldn't get through? Did his crew not know that VIP had been escorted out to make room for all the bodies of passed out people? Like, what did what did everybody know and when did they know it? Like, that's what I just need to. I'm waiting for that kind of information that might not come out for weeks, maybe months. Like, I'm sure Live Nation, the festival director, all those people, they're getting their ducks in a row. They're deciding who they're going to fire so that they can keep their business together. So right. they can be like, these are the bad seeds and they're now fired. Right. They're working on their own 
fake timeline of what they tried to do and when they did it. I wonder if they're going to throw, I mean, they can't throw Travis under the bus because again, he's like their golden goose. Mm-hmm. If they ever want to host, I mean, I don't even know if this festival, I feel like this festival, this festival is over forever. Yeah. I cannot, I, I really would be so shocked if next year yeah. came around and they had another Astro. I mean, they can't, I mean, Nicole was like, they'll do it again because money, it brings so much money to Houston. I believe that, you know, they knew the event ahead of time was going to be overcrowded. Right. 50,000 tickets sold. You know, they sold more a month away from it mm-hmm. being open. They oversold the tickets. Lack good. of security. No plan. I believe that um, the police department or whoever mm-hmm. gets to oversee, check the list and make sure these festivals have what they need to be legal and good to go. I believe that they probably were like, look, this is the kind of event that we need for Houston. It brings in so much fucking money. Mm. So we're going to let them cut these corners. I believe that somebody somewhere knew that they were cutting corners and was like, but the money, though. Right. <laughs> so that that's on that. But when right. it comes to, you know, having it again, I'm like, so nine. I don't believe that eight to nine, possibly ten maybe more people can, can have died from this who were all under the age of 30. I know some was... weren't even, some weren't even 18 I that they can die. Started. And that in a year or two, the festival will just start over again right. and be able to rebrand. And even if people are saying, Oh, I would go again. There is no way that with that in the age of social media, <laughs> that that festival can just and it's not like it's Lollapalooza. It's not Coachella. It's not some tenured, no long it's, thing. It's only two years old. It only started in 2018. So, and with all of this, like, no, Live Nation would be lucky if they're not like bankrupted. Because let me tell you, when I see these families talk I know. about this, and even the people who are just traumatized who got out, they didn't lose any friends, but they mm-hmm. they recognize people that they saw in the crowd right. on the deceased list. Oh they're God. like, I saw that person that night. They they're everybody deserves as much money as they're asking for. I don't care. Like uh, yeah. some, some people are like, well, so what's money going to do? And I'm like, send the flood <laughs> again. I'm like, it's Lord, like, send the flood. It's so again, imagine if it was anybody in your family, like that's the thing that is so shocking. With that no compassion, no, no compassion. compassion. Really? Like, you don't if know what it's brother, like. There was like a heartbeat or not even a heartbeat, several heartbeats where my, me and my sister thought our little brother was at Astral World because he had gone to ACL. Oh. We didn't know because um, like he's, you know, he's in college and he can do whatever he wants. But at the same time, we we're just like texting when we when we found out and we were just like, hey, like, did you go to Astral World? And he hadn't responded for a while. We talked, mm, you know, he was imagine. But that moment when my sister was like, "Bro, I hope he's not Ash." I like my stomach. Sh- I oh my gosh, I'm gonna shit myself because I was just mm. like, "Oh my god!" Like that, that that I do not wish that fear on anybody, and that's not even close to the lost. I mean, the people who literally were like, "God forbid," heard about Astro World were like, "My son is there," and then they can't reach their son. Mm-hmm. The hotel says he didn't come in last night. Like that is that is horrible. A nine year old is in a coma Mm -hmm. and people want to focus on the fact, oh, he's nine. Why was he there? Why was a 14 year old there? Y'all got to stop bringing y'all's kids to these. Okay, well, guess what? Travis marketed to kids through Fortnite McDonald's deals. These kids don't really know his music like that, but they know him through Fortnite. Mm -hmm. And this kid's dad, he was on the news and he was just like, you know, when I found out that my son loved Travis, I like Travis. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is something we can share together. Let's go to this. You know, obviously they had never been to Astro World before because if his dad had been before, I'm sure he would have been like, he wouldn't oh, have this, taken his child this is not really the people here are not. It's not for children. But he t- took his kid and now has to live with no, the fact that he brought his kid there. Right. And they stayed when they were in that last crowd for the Travis show. They were in the back. Wow. He wasn't even bringing his kid to the middle or anything. Like they weren't doing, they were in the back. Like and they still got. Yes. Like, oh my like God. Th- I mean, you could be, think you're in the back. And then the show starts and a bunch more people come behind you. Cause keep in mind, there's over 50,000 people there. Cause how many people snuck in and they didn't shut it down? Like, right. like to even have to live with the fact that like my son was on my shoulders and oh. I, I passed out. And then when I woke up, he was gone. He was gone. He and he found out. I think they re- the next time they saw him, he was in the hospital. Yeah. Like that is they deserve as much money because you can't even put a number on it. Like you can't, you can't put a number on it. No, you can't. So like, I feel like they just shouldn't have to work mm-hmm. for the next 
15, 20, 30 years, like however much money that is. That's just a lot, a lot of pain. And like the fact that Travis's girlfriend, baby mama, his kid, his mom, they got out safely. They were escorted by VIP. I'm kind of hearing some like testimony that like as the VIP is being escorted out, people are asking them for help and that they, you know, just didn't really help. I won't even like get into that too much because it's kind of like, what were they supposed to do? Mm. Whatever. But even just the fact that these people get, they have adequate security to be escorted out safely. Right. But the other people don't have adequate security to help them out of this like death trap. The last thing I'll say on this is just, I want y'all to stop defending millionaires who do not give two fucks about you. Not even one, like stop wasting your energy to defend a millionaire. Right. Who does not care about you and does not really care about his fans like that either. Just right. stop. Like stop he's a, he's going to be fine. He's a millionaire. Like, right. Oh, right. people posting yeah. like, I just feel, you know, I feel bad for the victims, but I'm sure Travis is going through so much. Like, shut up. Also, I, I want y'all to stop saying he's going to pay for the funerals. He's going to help them because he partnered with BetterHelp. Right. Which is oh, a yeah. known kind of it's not I won't say scam and he's not going to pay for the funerals because like I said in the in the interview <laughs> that I did with Nicole, I'm pretty sure that him giving any money to, to these families is going to come with some sort of string attached. Right. They're going to have to sign something. Yeah. And if they're signing something to, to acknowledge that they accepted this money, it has to come with and you cannot sue me. You cannot say my name. You cannot disclose right. how much I gave something. Right. Because I, I, Barty's family said they haven't even heard from Travis or his team or anything. So it doesn't seem like they're working really hard. It also just, I don't see how, if they paid for the funerals, it kind of feels like legally that's accepting some sort of fault. It's the right. same reason why he wouldn't say I'm sorry exactly. in, his, in his video that he put. Because I can't, I can say I feel bad. I can mm-hmm. say I'm devastated, just, but I, I can't say I'm sorry because that's accepting fault. And if I pay for the funeral, this could be used against me. So let me just unless y'all are willing to sign something like I'm how can he really pay for this? You just got to think about it. I mean, we'll see we'll it's see. down the line, but I really don't think any of these fucking families want anything from him. I don't think they want mm-hmm. anything from him. Not I don't want like help. They want like their lawsuit. Their is good. The lawsuit is different. Right. I don't think they want to meet with him they don't want an apology and like a condolences and maybe like ten thousand dollars or thirty thousand for the funeral that's it's that's not what they want from this guy so what they want is their loved ones back and that's something that can never happen because of the actions of travis scott and a host of other people that had a plan like there is no concert or show that you can have where you don't have a backup plan on a backup plan and things Mm -hmm. to do in times like this so whatever came in the way there are multiple mistakes tons of mistakes were named things were cut like corners were cut and now we have this so it's just an it's just yeah the whole thing is just a tragedy like i don't know how else to explain it's an absolute tragedy i my heart goes out there for the victims and the families of the victims like you go to a concert never even thinking like something like this yeah i mean who thinks like I could no. Nobody I thinks know. like that. No. I'm gonna live on a. I'm gonna sell my belongings and and move to a, a commune or something. I can't. I just be like, oh, I, I, we're gonna title this episode "Lord Send the Flood" because yeah, I'm, I'm literally like the my faith in humanity is just like, I hate us for real. I hate <laughs> us for real. My sweet babies. <laughs> I hate us. Well, maybe that's another episode. Another yeah, title. I hate us for real. Yeah, hate us for, yeah please. Please one do. of the two <laughs> like I'm just, I'm just like oh my Damn. gosh like we we suck as a race of people like a human race we are so ugly Ugh. literally just is just it's ridiculous and actually even going off on that with like other pop culture topics honestly again some of the other things i saw really don't hold up to what we had been talking about because it actually gets at the root of everything like we are ugly or people are ugly and yeah i mean we can talk about whatever you feel you care about in this moment because 
I I don't know how much I have to give. Sorry about it. Well, I didn't. Let me see. I mean, we can. Is there anything else on here that? I mean, um, the end of Britney Spears conservatorship. It sounds like for real. Yay, good for her. Free Britney. Yeah. No, like literally, it's done. She's still gonna have to like talk to her former Jody Montgomery, the the lady who mm-hmm. was whatever involved. But she's free. I think the next steps might be them seeing like how illegal it was. Mm-hmm. What they her family did to her. Keep in mind again that Travis Scott's manager his business manager lou taylor was britney spears yeah. <laughs> business manager who came up with wow. the whole conservatorship idea but yeah no free britney till it's backwards and now it's backwards so applause the applause i think it'd be great to get into our topic for this episode which will be focused on body image and bbls And the reason why I wanted to focus on this was a host of things. I've actually been thinking about BBLs for a long time. Not that I want to get one, but just this whole phenomenon of like how that style of body has become popular over the years, how people have for better and for worse adopted this style. And like, it's almost turned into like its own lifestyle. Like BBL behavior has been a thing. And then you see like a bunch of celebrities getting it. And now recently we see celebrities actually reducing like the, like the procedures that they've gotten by getting like breast reductions and butt reductions. And one that stood out the most that I saw the past couple of weeks was that apparently Kim Kardashian has gotten her boobs reduced and her butt reduced (laughs) and how now all these girls who are like going to the D going to DR or whatever, like have now been like posting like, Oh, well, now it's natural body. It's the natural body movement, this, that, and the third and stuff like that. And how it's just kind of just like almost like hard shifted back to a natural body, but then people are still doing things like cool sculpting and stuff to like, you know, getting, getting tight in all the right places without having to go under the knife. So I just kind of want to talk about that and how that's impacted us in our lives or we felt or notice some of these changes and I'll start by like with social media and body image in general. Like, have you ever joy noticed that like how you view yourself has changed just based on what you see online? Yeah. There's this fake body type that now seems to be like the normal type, the Kim Kardashian, Alexis guy, like really tiny waist, but like big fake boobs and a big waist. And it's, yeah, I just, I, I don't want to get too deep into what I'm going to say because I feel like you asked me a simple question, but it's to me, no, it's just, da- it's just dangerous. In. I don't know. Like on one end, it's like, do what you want, do what you want. Like it's your body. Like you should live your best life. And I can only imagine how good it must feel like when you hop off the table and you're healed <laughs> up and like you look at yourself and you're like, damn, I'm snatched. Now I have the body that I've been taught is most appealing and sexy. You know, like I feel like there's like a, a standard of rich man, man who doesn't even want to like date a woman who doesn't have fake boobs at this point <laughs> but at the same time it's like you are poisoning the water for everybody else and it's just making it harder for everybody to wear like i'm like dude if i had millions of dollars i'd get work done because why the fuck not like mm-hmm. life is short why i want to look perfect too damn it <laughs> right so we all just perpetuate we all just keep the cycle going once we all get enough money we all try to fix things about ourselves that we don't like and then the next generation of people are like so that's what i need to look like mm-hmm. so then they when they get enough money they fix what they don't like no i i agree with that i think that like it's definitely i think that debate whether or not plastic surgery or getting work done is good because it's like do what you want with your body like yes get everything nipped and tucked that's fine or it's not as helpful because it's feeding into the societal view of what a body is meant to look like it's feeding into insecurity it's feeding into the male gaze all of that and that debate i think like i saw a grapevine episode about that like i can't remember when that was um but it's like it's a it's a it's a spirited debate and i think it's like it's helpful to talk about for me um yeah i definitely felt like my body image and my views of body image have been warped by social media, like unconsciously. Like, it's so strange. I remember like seeing images of girls growing up, like, and obviously we, I didn't have social media growing up, but seeing images of like bodies growing up being like, I want that body. One of which Lizzie McGuire. I don't, I would never be shaped and built like Lizzie McGuire because she's a white girl. But just mm-hmm. seeing her on TV back then when Liz McGuire was popular and she wore those like low rise jeans <laughs> and all that stuff, I was like, I wish I looked like Lizzie McGuire, like in, in terms of body. Like I, 
I didn't want to yeah. be white, but I just not to, to interrupt like you. But the yeah. the first key to freedom is when you realize that different races can have different body types. Mm-hmm. That thin white girl that you saw on TV or in the movies who was mm-hmm. put on a pedestal of perfection, you can't look like her. Like right. it's not that you eat too much. It's not that you need to starve yourself. You are not gonna have that flat SpongeBob body. <laughs> You're just not. The pants we, we're, Especially we're we're African. We're Nigerian. We like, are not built like that. We're not Period. going to look like a, a blonde white woman. We're not going to look like Susan Sarandon either. Okay. Right. Like <laughs> It will never happen. And it was so bad. I remember I like, I don't think I had, I mean, I probably had those right jeans, but on my body type, they weren't acting low rise. They were just jeans. Yeah. But I remember I would like hold them by the belt loops, like at the front waist and walk around with two, like whatever, like because Lisa McGuire always walked around. OMG. Hillary Duff had such a hold on our lives. So cold. So sad. But like, I think that was the first time where I was just like, wow, my body image is being warped by the media that I'm consuming. And I don't even know. (laughs) So it's like, since like that has gone on over time, I've noticed it like with social media. And there was a point in time in college where I didn't even go on Instagram. Even to this day, I don't go on Instagram. I maybe go on Instagram like once every two weeks or something because I have, I had to avoid it and just not go on it because I didn't want to see something that would make me feel bad about myself. Mm-hmm. So like, I almost have to force myself to go on and check like messages and things. Cause I just don't naturally go on Instagram and now yeah. I've become avoidant of it. So yeah, no, I think that's, that's normal. And that's a great response. Cause I'm the same way, honestly. And I think that like, especially for people who are quote unquote chronically online, like if they're always online, they're always seeing these images. I think that over time, will seep into why they want to get their body done for whatever reason. Because if you weren't on social media, if you had no comparison to any other body type at all, would you get a BBL? Would you get plastic surgery? I don't know. That's I'm a not nice saying thought, that she wouldn't. Did you see Chloe Bailey's video that everybody was talking about? Yes, I did. Did she end up deleting that video? Because people were Yeah, she did. It? I saw that, yeah. Why did she why is she I, doing stuff like that? I don't know. And I wonder part of me is thinking like, is it because she's like She's grown into her body, not even all the way, really. Like, she's just filled out, but I'm sure she's going to continue to fill out as she gets older. Mm-hmm. But she's 22. So she's still acting like a 22-year-old. But like, I don't think that's acting like a 22-year-old. You don't I, think so? I don't think every 22-year-old is selling right, sex like that. I wasn't, I wasn't doing that. Oh, yeah that. we're not that's like saying every 17 year old is having sex like no just because the media makes it seem like that's true <laughs> and these all these like teen sex you. movies but like yeah life is not really like that yeah. i she makes me sad because she's so talented i know we watched her and her sister grow up from like 12 14 and then to see like that they've not they but that chloe's kind of fallen in this trap of hey actually being super sexual online gets me a lot of followers mm-hmm. it gets me a lot of attention i'm gonna keep doing this and make it my brand that i'm overly sensual and sexual i get it i mean i don't though because i'm like <laughs> i like you don't I mean i guess i that i mean at that age i was still thinking about my siblings and my parents finding out what oh. i was okay so you don't have any like no it's not that there's something wrong with being sexy or owning your sexiness but it's like that felt like this is some sort of porn like it just felt like you were selling something like hey click on the link below if you want to sign up for my cam guys like that's what it felt like and i was like the person who can produce and write and sing so beautifully needs to do this i think that's part of this generation and that's part of the 22 year old prefrontal cortex not fully forming to like think about things in that way because it's like it's giving her likes it's giving her attention which is great for her you know, for part of her brand, right? Like, so she's still in people's like mouths and she's trending all the time. It's good for business. At the same time, like I still, so I, I think this kind of feeds into this question too. It's like, I'm, I think female empowerment obviously is, is great. It's, it's imperative. We need female empowerment. We need people to feel not shamed for being, for being sexual and for their sexuality and to be open and free. At the same time, I think, especially for women who are attracted to heterosexual men or for, to men in general, I think that there is a balance between that and it's like it a balance between that for yourself and that for performing for the male gaze. And I think that especially online, that boundary just gets completely blurred. Mm-hmm. It's really it's like right. and then but at the same time, you'll you'll be see a girl who's like super sexual online. And it's like, oh, she's she's pro sex. She's sex positive. She owns herself. Whatever. Positive. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <Whatever>. Positive. <laughs> positive. I can't, I can't pronounce shit. 
um, and all that stuff. And she's getting a lot of praise from, you know, people of all genders or whatever. But I mean, I yeah. still think it feeds into a gaze that is inherently patriarchal and will harm. Yeah, she might be too young to understand that. And not um, be able to carry both. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think she understands that. I think what we're seeing is just growing up on Instagram. Yeah. Seeing what gets people the most likes, seeing the kind of women who get the most followers and just mimicking that. I think it might just be that simple. I wonder how intrinsically linked race is to all of this, too, especially with BBLs and everything else, because it's black people are not the only are, are not the only people getting BBLs, obviously. Um, even where I live, I've seen women who are like, like non-black women with BBLs more often than not. Yeah, no, it's not a black thing. It is not a black thing. Um I think sometimes it's marketed on social media as if it's like an urban thing and it's tied to urban culture. It it definitely is tied to urban culture. That's what's funny is like the idea of like black women got this big ass and now we non-black women want it because, you know, now we'll have it's like lip filler. Like we're getting the things that people like about y'all but they'll like it better on us. But then black women are doing it too. <laughs> and I'm like, isn't that funny? Like black women are known for having big asses, but they're also actually actively paying for them mm-hmm. to be bigger or whatever, because like, I guess what they have isn't enough or I don't know who it's, I don't know who we're all competing with. I laugh when I see like black women with lip filler, black women who get tans. I know. I'm like, what are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? That's <laughs> how you are built. And I, not all of us are the same, you know, some people have thinner lips than others or whatever. So people are light skin, but at the same time, it's like these are features that are phenotypically, historically phenotypically black. Yeah. And if See, it's black- it's tricky to talk about this because I'm like, again, I still feel like if I became a millionaire, bro, I'd just fucking live fast, die young. Like, let's do it. Let's- <laughs> why don't? Because why- it's it's like you can't win. So know. you know, and this I guess pertains to all the shit I just talked about, Chloe Bailey, where it's like yeah. sometimes you do just if you can't beat them, join them. Damn it, like just play the game because it seems like everybody else who's playing the game is so happy. Right. Like Kylie. And Kim played the game. They invented the game, it feels like. Or they mm-hmm. found the cheat code to the game. And they seem to be like, I won't say they're the happiest people ever, but like the whole world is like, they're the <laughs> most happy. Pe- I mean, I, mean, I don't, I can't Probably imagine not. how happy Kylie could be right now. And Kim's right. going through that divorce. So I don't even fucking oh, know. Yeah, but that's true. but at, the, at the end of the day, the point is that like, the world regards them so highly and they've made mm-hmm. businesses just off of the investments that they put into their looks. So I, I can't blame anybody for being like, I want a piece of that. You got to play the game at some point because you can't beat it. You can't self-love yeah. and I love my imperfect body yourself into like a, a million dollar <laughs> deals. Like that doesn't pay the bills. <laughs> you can't. You can't. And you know, and it's like, you notice that too with like celebrities who... Maybe they didn't get plastic surgery, but maybe they were like overweight or they were bigger. And then over the years, you've seen them get, you know, lose weight and all that type of stuff, because that is something that is like the thin ideal in society is seen as like Issa Rae, Adele, Adele, Rebel Wilson, Jennifer Hudson, Jennifer Hudson, um, the girl from Bad, not Bad Girls Club. Oh, my gosh. Bridesmaids. Melissa McCarthy. That was literally on my mind. Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, I'll do it. They all eventually have to give it up and be like, we can't beat them. We got to join them. We got to join them. So that's why I'm not saying that it's either right or wrong. I mean, theirs is different. I mean, I don't know who all got like any kind of surgery versus who got a trainer. I don't know. I literally don't. But I mean, I mean, that's a little different. There's I I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to lose some weight or be in shape or whatever. No, not at all. (laughs) Versus we're talking about literally like cosmetic surgery, meaning like nothing is really wrong with the way I look. Society doesn't hate my nose and my lack of ass and like where I'm getting tormented and told to change myself every day like that. Like people who are plus size get. Mm. Do you know how long it took me to, to realize that Beyonce's body is fake? <laughs> yeah. we, we spent decades being like how is she so perfect she's so perfect oh my god beyonce i wish i looked like how do how does she do it it's because she's beyonce that's the answer she's just beyonce she, that's, that's how she just works out answer. several hours every day and she's vegan and that's she's just perfect and it's like i mean it's not like i'm not trying to like it's not like i'm throwing shade or making fun it's just the real it's almost like it sets you free when you're like Mm -hmm. let's be real she had how many kids her boobs are not real like what they said they they they're too perfect if you see a woman wearing certain kinds of 
tops and you know leotards and and dresses where there is no room for a bra to be there yeah and let's let's cut the shit these these uh strapless bras don't really help they don't do really hold they, they don't care. they they sit on them especially if you have big boobs they're not really keeping them high up there no amount of tape or whatever marketed bullshit really keeps big boobs perfectly in place like a boob job does mm-hmm. so like it's a boob job the butt i don't think the butt is real either mm-hmm. i i she tans obviously because she's very light-skinned but she seems to be bronze every time we see her mm-hmm. i feel like she's probably gotten lip filler probably gotten a nose job i mean everybody in the industry gets a nose job yeah so like i it's just i mean it's 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 important just to note i say all that just to be like nobody is perfect like right you don't look like beyonce you don't not look like beyonce because you don't have any discipline or she's just this like angel from above it's literally just money and wealth do you know how great i would look if I could afford to get a facial every week. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> you know how great I've, I've started looking after I've like been able to invest in certain things. When I was in, right, like when I started grad school and I didn't, I couldn't afford the gym. I was, mm. you know, eating rice and beans all the time. I was washing my face with Irish Spring. I looked like a mess. <laughs> God. That was gross. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> was I could afford like having Dermalogica and going Jesus. to the gym? You said, you said Irish Oh, whoa. I didn't know it was that tough. Down bad. Like, bang. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I wasn't there for you. (laughs) I wish I could have been there for you. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) But no, that that shit is real. When you have money for certain beauty treatments and when you even have the access to, like, know what Mm. treatments exist. We haven't heard of every type of facial there is. Like some people don't even really know what a facial is. Like it's true. I've started getting my nails done every few weeks. You Mm -hmm. know, I get my eyelashes done. Mm -hmm. I would love to get my brows microbladed. I would love to get weekly facials. Pedicure. I got a pedicure today for the first time in a long ass time. And I was like, damn, my feet look good. Like, can you imagine (laughs) if I could afford to do this every time? Like, amazing. But that shit is expensive and it adds up. Not to mention, like, certain, like, what are seaweed wraps and other stuff for the rest of your body? I'm just talking about your feet and your hands and your face. Something. Yeah. Like, if you could afford to really cater to your whole body from your head to your toes, like, you would probably look like Beyonce. You would be glowing <laughs> like her. And if you could afford to get like work done and have the perfect, you know, boobs and butt and like flat stomach, you would probably look like Beyonce. It's literally mm-hmm. just about money and access. When I was in college, that's when I first had daily access to a gym. And when yeah, I tell you, honestly. that's that's when I realized, oh, I can like look a lot better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was like, oh shit. When I go to the gym every single day, for like an hour every day and months later i'm like damn i have like a flat stomach and like mm-hmm. my clothes fit a lot i look hot i was i'm chasing that high every time now <laughs> like just like trying to like get back to that it on the yeah i mean it takes a lot more discipline than just working out like you can't eat bread and shit like that but yeah i know Ugh. <laughs> i digress <laughs> it's just about access is what we're saying like it's, yes it changes a lot when you have access to things for sure 100 percent and I think going along those lines, it's like at that at that same point, like, can I blame someone who has access to all those things? And it's like, OK, well, I'm going to go get the BBL. I'm going to go get the yeah. filler. I'm going to go get, you know, and there's obviously people who is like they take it way too far where I mean, this was me. But I saw a girl describe women who have skinny ass legs and then they get a BBL and they look like characters from Bugs Life. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. No, it is fucked up. What's fucked up is every time they post Alexis Sky in the shade room, people post they post they post the, the ant emoji. They they post the tooth emoji. Whoa. Cause they're just saying your legs don't match the butt. Mm-hmm. They say that diaper looks full. They say <laughs> the most disrespectful shit. And I, you know what's fucked up is I love it. Because <laughs> every time. I'm like, yes, because I'm like, it's just it's not fair it's it, it just seems i don't it, it you know i'm so problematic i, I know i am I'm so that sorry. is horrible but i, I, I do laugh every time and I, I get a good pleasure from just gorgeous <laughs> people being ridiculed <laughs> i i love it every time and yeah oh what God. you're saying is like there is no it's not black and white it's not i can't say 
you people are horrible because you're fucking up the culture. Every woman now has to feel like she's inadequate because of you people. Because at the same time, if I had the money, bitch, I was going to say at first I was going to say, well, if I had the money, I would get all that work done. But then I wouldn't like I don't have a private I don't have a public Instagram. I have a private one with mm. no followers. So I just wouldn't like sell the image. But I was like, hell no. The first thing I would do is like open up my Instagram account, start taking selfies and start yeah. posting bikini pics. Or <laughs> I'd probably get a photo shoot done. A real proper Yo, photo shoot. Dude, I would be like, let, okay, let's make some money off this. Like I would yep. be like, you host is mad. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I would definitely... I would. Oh, my gosh. I yeah, ah. I would. I would do the same thing that all yes. of these Instagram models do. I would do the same thing. And if some basketball player hopped in my DMs, I would probably try to get pregnant. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I, I would turn into all the rest of them. I would literally be a bird just like Dude. everybody else. <laughs> but you know who you should go, though? You should go for the major league soccer players, the MLS players. Oh, and then fuck. The, yeah. Sorry. Yes. If Cristiano Premier Ronaldo league, yeah, uh, wants league. to leave his wife and kids mm-hmm. or just like keep me on the low. See, that's, this is problematic. This is what I'm it, saying. It is. But okay. So I saw on TikTok though, a girl was like, you know, girls do not get excited when an NBA player or a, a rapper hops in your mention or hops in your DMS or whatever. That's not, you know, that's, you shouldn't go towards that because they're not, they don't got money. Well, you should be looking towards the NFL play- players, maybe, but they also don't have that much money. It's the NHL players, the Premier League, the MLS players, and the what, the ba- what is the baseball major league? Those that is people. ML MLS. I thought. Oh, I thought it was soccer. Wait. MLB. NHL is hockey. NHL is MLB hockey. is baseball. Is baseball, and then the soccer, and then the Premier League, in in Europe. You like you should go because those men have money. Um, so try to get pregnant by them. Bro, I would be Allegedly. on so many dates. <laughs> I would literally just be like saying yes to everybody. They'd be talking about me in the shade room. They'd be like, she a hoe. I'd be the new uh, Ari oh, Fletcher Ari and Alexis Fletcher. Sky. They'd be like, she came out of nowhere. Did she used to work in a strip club or something? <laughs> like... I would literally just be out with all these men. Oh my gosh. See, that's that's what I'm saying is problematic. It's me broke and like regular. I'm not broke, <laughs> but regular as I am. I'm like on this pedestal of, you know, self-righteousness on this soapbox of uh, how dare you? Don't you have integrity? <laughs> and then me. Three million dollars later is like <laughs> doing the bus it challenge two years late. <laughs> like trying to like posting thirst traps trying to get attention from men trying to like get my uh what do you call it just like an insurance plan of like i know i'm making my own money online but he makes more than me so Mm -hmm. let's let's try to tie tie this down or or like i'm like doing a 180 i'm acting like i don't know nobody at all it's like uh is it that deep who i don't remember that i don't remember that like you said this it's like huh I'd be like, I don't have, I don't have intellectual conversations. I don't have to do that anymore. I know. So I don't know. I don't I'm know gorgeous. Did you, do you not see what I look like? I don't have to talk for a living. I don't have to, talk I, don't, I don't have to think anymore. Like, actually, people like me better now that I don't think. So. <laughs> Obviously, allegedly in jest, allegedly in jest, but. Do you have any deep things this week? I uh, do. Any mental health tips? I do have a mental health tip, a deep think. Um, so this deep think is for, again, emotional, like having big emotions. Um, the term that um, is often used is distress tolerance. So to kind of to- tolerate distress, it's from dialectical behavior therapy, and it's called using your tip skills. So there are some times where you have really big, really extreme emotions. And like, this doesn't happen all the time, but there might be a moment where you're just like, if you've ever had an emotion that was so big, like you didn't know what to do, like you were either going to like lash out at someone or you're going to like, you know, throw something against the wall. This isn't common, right? But there's sometimes that we just get tipped over to the edge. And what tip skills teach us is that we can change our body chemistry to reduce extreme emotions in our minds really quick. So In DBT, there's a ton of acronyms. So TIP is an acronym. The T is the temperature of your face with with cold water to calm down really fast. And that can be really helpful for like, if you're like really having these really big emotions and you need to calm down, literally splashing your face with cold water. But if you want the extra razzle dazzle, and this is, this may be a lot, but it works. You hold your breath, you put your face in a bowl of cold water 
um, and hold it for 30 seconds on your eyes and your cheeks. Or you can take a cold Ziploc bag of cold water and hold it on your face and on your cheeks and your eyes for 30 seconds and try to keep the water above the degrees. So it's not like a block of ice, mm. um, but that will just like reduce the temperature of your face really cold and kind of shock you to calm down a little bit. The eye is intense exercise to calm your body down when it's rubbed up by emotion. So engage in like really intense exercise, even if it's for a short while. So you kind of just like get all your energy out by like, doing jumping jacks really quick, walking really fast, jumping up and down or something. And then the P, there's two, um, paced breathing. So pace your breathing by slowing it down. So like deep belly breath, slow your pace of when you're inhaling um, and breathe out more slowly than you breathe in. So if you breathe out five seconds, then you breathe in three. If you breathe out seven seconds, breathe in five, things like that. And then the last P is paired muscle relaxation. So it's kind of like letting go of the tension in your body by like making your wrist, your fingers, parts of your body really, really tense. And then just like, let it go. And as you let it go and you breathe out, you say, relax in your mind. And these are just ways to kind of use your body's chemistry or parts of your body to kind of calm you down in a way that you may not recognize because you're not using like your mind. You're just using like your physical sensations. I When you said the whole the temperature thing and you said like put your face in a bowl of like ice water and like bring it up. I was like, that's that's what he did in Moonlight, wasn't it? When he went from (laughs) being like, uh, was it black to Chiron or Chiron to black? The middle character to the last one when he like Chiron, right? There was a point where he got beat up and he put his face in water and then yeah. brought it up. Anyways, uh, like, <laughs> that's what it made me think of, like, <laughs> of like a, a like super dramatic like moment of <laughs> like pulling your face out of the water and like looking at yourself intensely like... in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's not funny. Maybe that's not funny. Oh um, yeah, that's yeah. Funny. So my deep think this week is really it's. I'm gonna keep it simple. Buy yourself flowers. Yeah. I just think it's a nice gesture to yourself. Mm-hmm. I think you got to treat yourself. Not everybody can afford expensive things. You don't need to. It's about placing importance on yourself mm-hmm. and making yourself feel valued and special. We talked in the last episode about seeking outside validation, particularly for men. And then if you don't have that self-esteem and positive self-image, then somebody else feels necessary. They have to do stuff for you. They have to be there to make you feel nice. And if they don't want to be there, then you're like wrecked. I think buying yourself flowers is an active thing you can do to show yourself that you value yourself. Just tangibly waking up every day and seeing that gift that you have for yourself, those flowers. Flowers cost like anywhere between $3, like $10 at the grocery store. Just seeing those flowers, I've started doing that for myself. Every time I go grocery shopping, I get flowers. And I... So like every week or two, I like replace them and it's just a nice gesture to yourself. Mm -hmm. So yeah, get yourself flowers. Yes. I love that. I want to get to a point where I can do like flower delivery. Like shit, girl. I know that'd be so great. She said, I don't even want to pick. I don't want to pick them up or choose. I I need somebody to bring them to me no matter what. (laughs) Damn it. Even if I pick them out. That's way down the line. That's my 90 name Fran era. But yeah, I would love to go to an actual florist. uh, Mm. Because I don't know. I feel like florists are in every city. You can go to like a florist shop. Austin has a bunch. They're just Mm -hmm. more expensive. Like you're not paying $3 for like a stack of flowers. Like you can at H-E-B. You're going to pay like it's it's more. I've gotten a friend flowers before. That was years ago. Um, cool. Yeah. Thank you guys for joining us this week. Thank Happy you. that we got to record. We had to push it off a little bit because of, you know, me visiting my family. But it's always a pleasure to record with you, Cynthia. Yes, always. I'm glad we got to do it too. Okay. Until next week. See you. See you guys.